SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like, especially when it comes to your love of sports, entertainment, and even your own morning culinary experiences. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. I told you this Patriot team wasn't any good. I told you, I told you, I told you so. I told you at the beginning of the year this was a 6-10 and 10 football team, and that's really what it's turning out to be. You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Welcome to Bagels and Bad Beats with yours truly, Scott Wetzel, on this Wednesday, October 28th, sitting in for the next two glorious hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, oppositepicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away emails, tweets, phone calls, little YouTube chat as well right here again on a Wednesday, October 28th. Well, cashing in your chips, uh, one snell of a move. Three more years are the Jets losing the battle and the war. We're talking about practice squad. Uh, we're talking about practice playoff games. Jerry loses his cool. The Lions roar, staying the course in Chicago. Relax, Red Sox fans. Help may be on the way. We'll get to all those stories again, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here on the Bagels and Bad Beats on a uh, Wednesday, October 28th. The baseball season comes to a close last night. How about that? And uh, maybe in fitting style, as uh, it was as crazy a finish as you would ever expect for a season that went uh, only uh, 60 regular season games. Crazy playoff format where everybody has to have a best of two just to get into the postseason, in essence, uh, with that opening round series and and all the analytics that dominated baseball this year. And it dominated last night's game, and that'll dominate, no doubt, the talk is Kevin Catt decides to take out Blake Snell out of the game last night in the sixth inning. The guy is cruising along. And all of a sudden, Kevin Cash decides he's got to be a manager of a Major League Baseball team. Unfreaking believable as they piss away a one nothing lead and then a chance to win the World Series. We'll break it all down. A lot to get to. Bagels and Mad Beats on a Wednesday morning with your students. Got to Phone calls and all coming up in the SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Talk about a short leash. 73 pitches, two hits, nine strikeouts. 
Snell can't believe it. As Kevin Cash said, these guys need short memories and thick skin because this is the way we do it. Back to the top of the order, and Nick Anderson comes into the game. Here's a 2-0. Hard hit and fair. Down the line. Hits the fence. Digging for third is Barnes. They will hold him there on a double by Betts, and the Dodgers are in business in a blink here in the sixth. 2-0 fastball. Mookie Betts all over it. And this one gets by Zunino. Tie game. Slider. It went the wrong way. And when it goes the wrong way, the catcher cannot be in that position. Here's a play at the plate. Throw home too late. Dodgers lead. That scores. And just like that, the Dodgers are on top by one in the sixth. Dave Roberts. That strike three. Dodgers have won it all in 2020. Finally, the wait is over. The Dodgers are the champions of 2020 in a year like no other. Fox Sports and a little Dodgers radio there with the call. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Wednesday morning, 14 past the hour. Some of the highlights from uh, last night's Game 6. Scott Wetzel sitting in, as we always do, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. You know, normally on Mondays, you have that thought of, uh, boy, where, where, where do you begin? You know, between all the college football stuff from Saturday, all the NFL stuff from that the Sunday, the day before, you know, a little Monday night football. You know, generally it's like, well, where do you just start with all the crazy stories, right? Uh, you rarely have that feeling on a Wednesday morning, but that is what you have today. Where do you begin with last night's game? Wow, if you didn't stay up to watch it, don't blame you. So let us run through it. Dodgers win 3-1, to one, which, you know, on the surface, okay, no big deal, 3-1. to one. And uh, they take the World Series four games to two. They're champions for the first time in 32 years, as you heard. Uh, but there is so, so, so much more to it uh, than that. Well, let's start at the top. Let's give you the old play-by-play, -play, if you will. Right? It's Tony Gonsolin, uh, who was very good in the regular season, but has been awful in the postseason pitching for the Dodgers. He gives up a first-inning home run to Randy Rosarina. Yeah, there's that guy again. Well, you talk about a phenomenal story. I don't know if his 15 minutes of fame are up. I don't know if this guy is going to carry through into next year or people are going to make adjustments, but he has been just outstanding. Uh, 10th postseason home run, third in the World Series. He's got 14 extra base hits in the postseason. First rookie since 1920 to have RBIs in four straight World Series games. I mean, it has been just unbelievable, right? So he stakes the, do uh, the, uh, the Devil Dogs to a 1-0 first inning lead over Gonsolin, who got removed in the second inning after he gave up a couple of more uh, hits. So Blake Snell's pitching for Tampa Bay, and uh, much like he did in his preceding outing, he's on fire. Just mowing down the Dodgers, Dodger after Dodger, strikeout after strikeout after strikeout. He's into the sixth inning. He's allowed one hit. He struck out nine. I mean, think about that. And he's thrown less than 70 pitches, right? So he's going into the sixth inning cruising. I mean, just absolutely cruising on a one-hitter 
striking out, as they say, nine, and he's well under 60 pitch or 70 pitches heading into the sixth. Gets the first guy to fly out. No big deal. Next guy up, Austin Barnes, albeit the number nine hitter, uh, lines a single to center field. God forbid. Oh, my God. Someone actually gets a base hit, right? Kevin Cash then decides to be Kevin Cash. He actually takes Snell out of the game. 73 pitches, nine strikeouts. They're in the sixth inning only. He is cruising. Now, the Dodgers do have the top of the order up, which is what he said afterwards. Betts, Corey Seager, and Justin Turner. Well, how well did those three do the first two times around the order? 0 for 6 with six strikeouts. He struck out each one of those guys twice. I mean, he was owning those guys. He was pitching the game of his life. And Kevin Cash decides to take him out of the game. Unfreaking believable. Nick Anderson. Stinking lousy Nick Anderson, not Bruce Suter, uh, not Mariana Rivera, you know, not the Trevor Hoffman, not the the best reliever of all time, Jonathan Papelbon. Nick Lousy Anderson gets brought into the game. He promptly gives up a double to Mookie Betts. A wild pitch ties the game. A grounder allows the go ahead, which is in essence the winning run to score. And just like that, I mean, just like that. Uh, 1-0 Tampa Bay lead is now a 2-1 Dodgers lead. Betts later hits a home run in the eighth inning to make it 3-1 or ninth inning, uh, and, uh, or bottom of the eighth inning as it was, and, and that was that. And the Dodgers win 3-1. I mean, the guy Snell is cruising, just absolutely cruising. Only 73 pitches, which ties his lowest over the last three months of baseball. You know, afterwards, and we'll play some of his comments. We don't have time here to play a, a full 10-minute clip of him, but if you get a chance, listen to Kevin Cash. You know, go to YouTube and, and Google it or go to MLB.com. They, they have it there as well. And, and he, you know, he seems like a good guy. I, I don't doubt for a second he believes what he says and does, and that's really the problem. You know, he actually believes that was a smart move last night. He doesn't get it. As I'm, as I'm watching Kevin Cash in his post-game press conference trying to justify taking out a pitcher uh, who, uh, oh, by the way, is one of Cy Young, uh, is your best pitcher, is cruising, has thrown only 73 pitches, and he's trying to justify taking him out of the game for Nick god-awful Anderson, who he wants to pretend is like a Hall of Fame reliever. Not only is Nick Anderson Nick Anderson, Nick Anderson has now allowed a run in one straight playoff game? No. Two straight playoff games? No. Three straight playoff games? No. Four straight playoff games? No. Five straight playoff games? No. Nick Anderson has now allowed a run in six straight playoff games? No. How about Nick Anderson has now allowed a run as a reliever, not a starter, as a reliever in seven straight playoff games. He's allowed eight runs over his last 10 innings combined, 14 hits and four walks. Think about that. 18 base runners in 10 innings. This is the guy he's bringing in after he takes out his best pitcher, his Cy Young Award pitcher, and his pitcher that is pitching lights out. 
to bring in the fuel on the fire, Nick Lousy Anderson. Ugh. And he's trying to justify it after the game. You know, the, the media did a decent enough job trying to, like, prod him and asked him several times about it. And, and he, you know, he's very friendly and wasn't, you know, combative or whatever and understood people were going to challenge him on it. And you buy into analytics. You buy into analytics. I mean, it's as simple as that. I, I mean, it, it's being, you know, uh, you know, there's some, you know, they're saying there that you're too close to the situation. And, and that is it with Kevin Cash. I, I mean, I get it. Analytics, fine. You know, it's it's nothing but stats and trends. All that's all it is. But sometimes you got to separate yourself from that. You have to look at your pitcher. He's throwing lights out. I don't care what they say. I know it's a one nothing lead. You know, it's not a three or four run lead. You don't have that big of a leash. But it's the sixth inning. That's the other thing. You know, if you're trying to tell me as uh, Kevin Cash was that Nick Anderson is the greatest thing since sliced bread, well, you can't bring your best reliever in in the sixth inning with the runner on first. I mean, if it's right around second and third, one out or no outs, okay, I get it because the game is on the line, but it's a runner on first. No big deal with one out. You're going to use your best reliever in that spot when you still got the seventh, the eighth, and the ninth innings? Oh, it's just dumb. Just absolutely dumb what Tampa Bay Kevin Cash did last night. Four coming up, Bagels and Bad Beats. Uh, that, that, that's just the beginning. Oh, you haven't even heard the best of last night. That's what's coming up next. Right here at Bagels and Bad Beats. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Try my disgusting bagel. Yeah, back to bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel. The only motive was that um, the, the, the line it, lineup the Dodgers features as potent as any team in the league. Personally, I felt Blake had done his job and then some. Uh, Mookie coming around for the third time through. Uh, I value that. Uh, I, I totally respect and understand the, the questions that come with it. Uh, Blake gave us every opportunity to win. He was outstanding. They're not easy decisions. Um, and that's where I came to the decision. I felt it was best after the guy got on base. Uh, Barnes hit the single. Uh, didn't want Mookie seeing Mookie or Seager seeing Blake uh, a third time. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, definitely disappointed, upset. Um, you know, I don't know. I just want the ball. I felt good. I felt I did everything I could to, you know, prove my case to stay out there. Um, and then for us to lose, you know, it just it sucks. Um, yeah, it's not. I mean, I don't really know what to say. You know, I just uh, I want to win and I want to win the World Series and that's the goal. So for us to lose, um, yeah, I mean, it just sucks. I mean, I'm not gonna question him. I mean, he, he's a hell of a manager, so I'm not gonna question him. Uh, I'll voice my opinion and yeah, I can only look forward to you know the off season, what I'm gonna accomplish this off season to get ready to you know be the best me I can be for for next year. But we came up short. Um, and the only thing you can do from this point is get better and focus on what you know what I can do to be better for next year. This year is over with. Uh, congrats to the Dodgers. You know they 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 play better than us.
<clears throat> Bagels of Bad Beats on a uh, Wednesday morning. Uh, there was Kevin Cash and then uh, Blake Snell trying to justify uh, what went down last night when Cash took Blake out of the game of the sixth inning. You know, this is the rare, 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 rare time where if you're a sports fan, you want the athlete to open his mouth. You want the athlete to yell and scream. You know, where was the Blake Snell that we saw and heard from at the beginning of baseball season when he was talking about that the, the owners aren't being fair and he doesn't want to play and he's, he's concerned about the virus and this, that, and what have you. You know, he had a big mouth then. Where was his big mouth this postseason? You know, when he was taken out of the game, had he opened up his mouth after game two when he was taken out of the game, then maybe, you know, he would have had a little bit of a longer leash for game six in this situation. But instead, you know, he does the seemingly right thing. gets taken out of the game in game two. And maybe you can make the case, okay, he probably did run out of gas then. Uh, but still, if he yell and, 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 you know, throw a stink about it, you know, maybe that gets the uh, manager's attention versus just falling in line again. I, I can't believe I'm advocating a player actually, you know, standing up to his manager and yelling and screaming and, and causing a stink because that's the last thing that people generally want. But, you know, don't be so quiet. Don't be so uh, quick to acquiesce to Kevin Cash's decisions here. I mean, you're a Cy Young Award winner. You know, you're the best pitcher. You're cruising. You know, yell and scream. Do something. I mean... I, I don't know. I, I would have been a little bit more boisterous, uh, you know, if not when uh, I was being taken out of the game, then uh, certainly after the game, whether it was in this game, which, you know, there's nothing you can do about it after the game, but certainly after game two. I mean, 73 pitches, 73 pitches, and the manager is talking about how he's afraid to have him face batters for the third time when the three batters he's talking about are 0 for 6 with six strikeouts. And, and oh, by the way, what about the uh, the at-bat they got from Snell in Game 2? They, they, they don't count? Well, you know what, uh, You know, four days ago is an eternity in baseball? You don't think those pitchers or you don't think those batters remember facing him a couple of days ago? That didn't help them in bats number 1 and 2 last night, but all of a sudden, you know, bats number three and four are all of a sudden going to turn, you know, uh, Blake Snell into the, the worst pitcher of all time. Is that what you're trying to tell me, really? And again, you're bringing Nick Anderson, supposedly your best reliever. You want to say he's the greatest thing in the world. The guy has been awful, awful this postseason. Seven straight games. Again, eight runs in his last 10 innings. He's got an ERA, you know, close to 50, for goodness sakes. 18 base runners in 10 innings. That's the guy you're bringing in. Somehow or another, that doesn't resonate with you, Kevin Cash. But Snell facing a lineup for the third time, even though he's cruising, that does. But let's just keep on going to the well with Nick Anderson because he did have a phenomenal regular season. I get that. But that was a long time ago. That was a month ago, literally. You, you want to forget about all the bad outings he's had and keep on harping on the good season he had. They, it doesn't sink into you that maybe he ran out of gas, maybe in the short season with the limited amount of spring training, maybe just maybe you used him too often. But clearly he's not the same pitcher, right? I mean, you have to admit that, that this guy is not the same pitcher, not just one or two outings. We're talking about seven straight now. I mean, you, do you realize how dumb that is? Wow. He's paying, he paid way, 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 way too much respect for those Dodger batters. He really did. You know, fight fire with fire. You know, as the saying goes, you want to beat me, you beat my best. And uh, if you beat uh, Blake Snell, then you beat my best. You know, my best versus your best. That's how it's decided. It's as simple as that. 
And oh, by the way, Mookie Betts, is, you know, was hitting uh, 250 at, in this postseason. So, you know, Seager and Turner, okay. But Mookie, the next guy up, is hitting 250 at that point. So, I mean, don't tell me about how great of a postseason that Mookie Betts had that you're afraid to face him. 250, and he struck out twice more in this game alone. Uh, it's just you, you allow the Dodger, Mystique, and whatever to play too big a role. Don't worry about the opposition. You worry about yourself. I got my best pitcher on the hill, and he's cruising. I don't care if I face the Dodger batters for the 15th time. I'm not taking them out of the game. It's as simple as that. Wow. And you talk about deflating this team. Not that they had a lot of hits beforehand, but they did have four at least. Uh, since that sixth inning, the Tampa Bay seventh, eighth, and ninth, one hit. One for nine with four strikeouts. They were defeated. They, they you know, for a team that had all the character in the world, and the mantra, never give up, and, and rally after rally, you know, two runs uh, the other day to win game four in the bottom of the ninth, which was terrific. Uh, that team, for the first time, maybe all season, just they gave up. They were shot. You, you could see it in the dugout. I've never seen a game turn in the sixth inning like last night's game. They were shot. Every person in that dugout was thinking the same thing. We have an idiot for a manager. And he's taking out our best pitcher. And if it snapped like that, I mean, just like, I don't know if it was the first pitch or not, <clears throat> but it couldn't have been more than the first or second pitch that Anderson was in the game that Mookie lashed a double down the left field line. And then you threw the wild pitch on maybe the third or fourth pitch. So just like that, the game was tied. And then, uh, you know, he ends up allowing a, a, another run to score on, on a grounder in which uh, Betts ended up um, uh, beating to home plate. So it, it's just. And from that, you saw it in the dugout of the Devil Dogs. They they went back to being the Devil Dogs. They did. They just rolled over. Last two guys out. Uh, last two guys up. Struck out looking. Not not even a not even a bat over their off their shoulder. They just absolutely were punched in the gut one too many times. So the Dodgers get their seventh title in franchise history. Uh, sixth in L.A. First in 32 years. Uh, another game with a home run, 13 straight postseason games with a home run, which is really amazing. I told you, Rosarino, homer for the uh, Devil Dogs, only run in the first inning. All the records that this guy said, I don't know how good he's going to be. You know, once you get a book on a guy, you know, things turn out to be a little different. I, I can't imagine him being this good. Uh, somewhere along the line, uh, as the guys did point out, that the St. Louis Cardinals got to be kicking themselves, saying, what the fudge did we do? We gave this guy up for, for basically nothing. Uh, Corey Seager gets the MVP award. Hit 400 with two homers, five RBIs. He won the uh, National League Championship Series MVP as well. So he's the eighth player to do back-to-back -back World Series and MVP uh, with the, L uh, with the uh, NLCS. So uh, I thought maybe, just maybe, they would give it to, uh, to, Clay to uh, Clayton Kershaw. I, I just kind of thought maybe they'd go sentimental. Because remember, it's media members, and we all know media members are soft. So I, I kind of thought they would feel bad. Um, just for all the things that he's been through. He did pitch well. You know, if he wasn't taken out of the game of the sixth inning after the first game, maybe that, you know, if he would have pitched like six, seven innings, or excuse me, seven, eight innings, uh, and, and really, you know, won that game versus the bats dominating game one and him just being a benefactor, maybe that would have helped him. Uh, but I thought they would have still gone out of their way to give him the MVP, but, but, but not the case. So anyway, 
That's the game situation. Now you got all the stuff off the field. As it turns out, get a load of this. Justin Turner, pardon the pun, tests positive for COVID-19. They tell him that he tests positive in the seventh inning of the game. So they remove him in the seventh inning game. Uh, seventh inning of the game. No, seventh inning, not second. Um, so how did Turner end up celebrating on the field, oh, by the way, with his teammates? That's one. And two, how did he get to play in the game and then be told during the game? I mean, this is Major League Baseball. Think about this. Major, you know, my daughter took a COVID test to go to college and she got the results in five minutes. He took a test apparently yesterday and, or two days ago and failed or was inconclusive, they said. So that made him take another test yesterday. And for some reason or another, it took so much time that he got to play seven innings last night, bat three times last night. Before they realized, oh, you failed the test, so we're going to have to pull you off the field. Um, I got to tell you, I don't buy that for a second. I really don't. You want to talk about conspiracies? That's one for me. We'll get into it a little bit more. Bagels and Bad Beats on a, on a Wednesday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Eastern time. Uh, 843, uh, 844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879. Uh, maybe we'll open up the phones uh, next hour. Right now, I'm just breaking down the baseball stuff from uh, last night. So we got the game stuff going on. And uh, we got Corey Seager, okay, winning the MVP. Then it was announced during the game. Um, we had Justin Turner, again, testing positive for the COVID test in, in the seventh inning. I mean, again, how is that possible? Well, what, what's the conspiracy, Scott? Well, think about this. Think about if they came back and said he was positive and they knew at the beginning of the game, like I'm suggesting that could be the case. Well, he's exposed everybody. You know, I, I'm sorry. He was on that field, you know, less than 24 hours ago. You know, after a Dodger win, so a little bit of celebrating, a little bit of hugging, a little bit of high-fiving, a little bit of whatever the case may be versus a loss when maybe you go your separate ways. So the Dodgers are all excited. Somewhere along the line, he got the COVID supposedly from Monday night to Tuesday. I kind of doubt that, right? So if it was inconclusive Monday, then chances are, now that they find out he was tested positive Tuesday, that he probably had it Monday, right? He probably exposed all his uh, teammates Monday. They're living in a bubble, which means he probably exposed all his teammates Sunday night, even though they didn't have a game, or, or Monday night, rather, even though they didn't have a game. Um, you know, chances are if he if he got this, he, he got it sometime over the weekend. 
which means he's exposed his teammates for the last couple of days. You want to tell me with a straight face that Justin Turner is the only person with COVID-19 on that team if he really has it? No way. What would baseball do? That would be the question you'd ask Rob Manfred, who I don't know if he was drunk last night or what, but uh, could barely speak. Someone was suggesting on Twitter that uh, he was having some headphone issues. Maybe. I, you know, it, it can be very uh, disconcerting if you have an echo in your headphone. You know, that, that may have been the case, but if you watched him speak last night and listened to him, it was def- something was definitely wrong because, uh, you know, he, he had an impediment for sure. So Major League Baseball, let's just say, comes down with a COVID-19 positive test for Justin Turner yesterday afternoon. And they know he's exposed every single Dodger player basically for the last two days. I mean, could they realistically have a baseball game last night? Probably not, right? I mean, you know, the whole team's been exposed. Now, all of a sudden, you're going to expose the, uh, you know, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays as well, uh, or Rays. Uh, they're going to expose all the uh, you know, umpires? No, you, could, you couldn't. You absolutely, positively could not have had a game, not only last night, but you could make the case they would have to postpone the World Series for at least a week to make sure that everyone doesn't have the virus. I mean, Major League Baseball very conveniently uh, was helped out by the Dodgers winning, so there's no Game 7, and two, Justin Turner having an inconclusive test on Monday, allowed to play Tuesday to the point where the game is already underway, and somehow or another, the test results uh, came back later on in the day, not in the morning, not in the afternoon, Not in the early evening, but time enough for the game to get underway, so much so they could play two, two and a half hours into the seventh inning before then they finally get the test results. You want to believe all that? Not me. Not when, again, you look at the downside. Justin Turner tests positive on Monday or Tuesday, yesterday. They're in a whole lot of trouble. A whole lot of trouble. They wouldn't, like I said, they would not be able to have a baseball game. They would not be able to have a World Series, at least not for a couple of weeks. They would have had to shut the whole thing down because of one guy. Absolutely. Because the test didn't come back Tuesday. It came back really Monday, and he was fiddling around with his players all day Monday and then all day yesterday. I, 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 you know, it wouldn't have been the craziest thing in the world. Let's put it this way, if they sat on this story. I mean, how, how do they get the results back in the middle of a game? Your Major League Baseball, again, my daughter going to college can get results in, in five minutes taking a test. They have to wait, you know, basically an entire day? What, what are you kidding? You, no, 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 no. Um, I, I don't believe that. And then, you know, they asked Manfred about it, and, and they said they got the results in the middle of the day, and soon they found out that he was taken out of the game. Uh, and he was told to be got into quarantine. But then there, there's Justin Turner, you know, at the end of the game, celebrating with his team. He's taking team pictures. He's on the field. None of the guys have masks on. I mean, it's just like, I mean, do, you know, do you not care? I mean, you just, you know, you, you're in denial. You don't believe he really has it. You know, he said uh, afterwards that he felt fine, didn't have any symptoms. Well, you know, that, that doesn't mean you don't have it. You know, we, we've learned you don't necessarily have symptoms in order to have it. You you could still have it and still be able to be spreading it to other people. You just don't have the symptoms right now. Maybe you never get them, but that doesn't mean it's still not in your body and you're still not able to spread it. 
which is the big concern here. It's not necessarily the concern about you, Justin Turner. It's the concern of you spreading it to everyone else. So whether you have the symptoms or not, and that's not the issue. The issue is you being able to spread it to other people. So there's Justin Turner, no mask on, no anything. All the Dodger teammates, they're all celebrating on the infield like everything is is great. And, and you know, just like, do you realize you were taken out of a, the World Series in, in, in the seventh inning? I mean, do you realize that? I mean, wow, uh, unbelievable. So Dodgers win three to one. How, how about uh, Rob Manfred, the, the baseball commissioner? He was booed. Um, now, I don't know, and I don't think so. Let's just assume he did have earphone issues. <clears throat> when they introduced him, he was booed. How many people were in the stands, right? 10, 15,000, basically what they allowed in. I mean, 11 or 12,000, not even 15. I mean, they booed him like there was 60,000 people in the stands. And he was affected. He really, I've seen commissioners get booed. You know, Gary Bettman, NHL, gets booed all the time. I mean, all the time. It could be in Canada. It could be in uh, the United States. It could be in Los Angeles. It could be in Calgary. It could be in Toronto. It could be in Tampa Bay. I mean, wherever this bozo goes for the NHL, he gets booed. And to his credit, eh, you know, no big deal. Let him boo me. Uh, NHL draft, boo away. You know, uh, NHL Stanley Cup championship, boo away. No, no big deal. I I'm on the streets. Go ahead and boo. You know, he's he's become accustomed to it after I don't know how long he's been commissioner now, 15, almost 20 years, I, I would think, right? Uh, same thing with uh, Roger Goodell, NFL. You know, any kind of NFL press conference, boo away. You know, NFL draft, go ahead and boo. So much so he's having fun with it now. You know, I give, give Goodell credit for that. The first time he's actually showed any kind of personality. You want to boo at the, at the NFL draft, go ahead. Knock yourself out. He doesn't care. Uh, but Manfred, now he's not used to this stuff. Uh, and Adam Silver is probably the one that, uh, you know, no one really cares about. Um, uh, how could you boo a guy that, uh, that uh, uh, yeah, well, I'll just say, you can't boo him. So Manfred, though, he's not used to this. He's only been commissioner a couple of years. So they booed him last night, and he was, like, stunned. I don't think I was going to cry. I really did. I felt bad for the guy. <laughs> you know, he, he deserves it. You know, all everyone in baseball deserves it. The way they botched this offseason and trying to come to an, uh, to an MLB season with only 60 games and whether it was going to be 80 games or 100 games or the playoffs, I, I mean, they, they all came across as, as uh, you know, stubborn SOBs and just uh, selfish SOBs and, and everything else. So they all get what they deserve. I have no issue. Go ahead and boo. So they booed him, and boy, like I said, he paused. He actually waited for the booing to stop. He, you know, he, he started his speech, you know, congratulating the Dodgers, and th th then the booing ensued, <clears throat> so much so he actually paused. And I'm, I'm talking like five, six seconds, you know, seven, se ten seconds maybe. Not just like a pregnant pause, but like 10 seconds expecting the booing to stop, and it didn't. <laughs> and, and then we're all kind of looking at him like, listen, if you're waiting for the booing to stop, Rob, you know, we're going to be here all night. So you might as well pick up on his speech. And eventually he did, uh, you know, and finished it out. But, I, you know, it, it was kind of weird that, uh, you know, I don't know what he was expecting. He was expecting a standing ovation, but um, not, not this year, my friend. Not, not, not the way baseballs handle things. Owners, players, uh, everyone. So he got booed. That was a little weird last night. Um, you know what? It would have been nice had the Dodgers or Fox called Vince Skelly up. And I get it. He's home. He's older. It's, uh, you know, the Corona situation. So it's difficult. I get all that. But maybe just maybe, you know, you can't bring him to the ballpark at this point. 
But, you know, maybe you can get them on Skype or VinMix or one of those other, uh, you know, uh, websites that you could, you know, do something and have him record, like, the final out. Like, talk to him before the game. Say, hey, Vin, you know what? Dodgers are up three games to two. Uh, here's our plan if, if you wanted to do this. Uh, we would love for you to come on the air. Fox TV. Either do it live or do it on the radio. Maybe Dodgers radio does the same thing. But someone have him say, listen, before the game, if the Dodgers are leading heading to the ninth inning, we'd love for you to call the final three outs. Do play-by-play the final three outs. It doesn't matter. You don't know who these guys are. You know, we'll, we'll throw a scorebook in front of you. You'll, you'll know. You watch on TV. We'll post all the information that you need to know. And, and just give us your final three outs of a Dodgers World Series win. That would have been kind of cool. I mean, if, if anyone could have pulled that off, then it's not that difficult. Uh, you, you would think Vince Scully would be able to do that. So somewhere along the line, whether it's a post-game interview or, or, or something like that, I'm suggesting that they should have called Scully up and got him involved somewhere. Uh, you know, he's been around so many years with that organization, 60 years, back from when it was in Brooklyn. That would have been nice to have Vin Scully call the final three outs. Uh, David Price. Remember good old David? Now, we brought this up after game number one or two or three, whatever it was. But I, And I'm serious about it. Does he get a player's share? Honestly, for players that opt out, do they get player share? They're probably going to get a ring because technically he is an L.A. Dodger. So I don't doubt, you know, seriously, he'll get a ring. But would he actually get a player share of the money that they get, which is I don't know how much it'll be this year. It's generally about $30,000, which, you know, for you and I is great. But for these players, I mean, literally, that's it. That's a night out on the town. But still, it's thirty, thirty-five thousand bucks. Would they give him a player share? I also wonder if they would go to management and just say, listen, Nothing for nothing, but we won a World Series without this dude. This guy left us high and dry. Um, you know, beginning of the year, he couldn't play two lousy months, 60 games, you know, to try and help us win a championship, which we hadn't done in 31 years at that point. So, you know what? We don't need him. Go ahead and trade him. See what you can get for him. I don't know what you could get for him. A year out of baseball, a pitcher in his 30s, making 30 plus million dollars a year. Probably not a whole heck of a lot, but you know there there might be some dopey you know New York Yankee team, a stanky team that might give you some money for him. Um, you know there might be another you know a, a Texas Rangers team that's uh, shown the ability to spend some money. Houston Astros maybe if they look to uh, unload on a couple of guys. Uh, again, they're not getting a bargain with David Price, but I I wonder if if they don't go to the Dodgers front office and just say we don't need him. You know what? He bailed on us. Uh, we'll give him his ring because technically he's a member. We're not going to vote him a player's share of the revenue. And and uh, more than anything else, we don't want him on our team. I, I wonder what the player's reaction would be to David Price. So Lakers get two champions, or excuse me, L.A. gets two championships, right? You get the Lakers, and now they get the L.A. Dodgers. Um, and would you get the Rams and, and Chargers? Those are your two L.A. teams in football. Probably not. Um Certainly not the Chargers. Could you get the Rams? Yeah, you might be able to get the Rams to make a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a run, but uh, the, the rain is probably over. But still, not not too bad. Not too bad. The rain though is not over for Blake Snell. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure he realizes it, obviously. But uh, you know, this any thought of Blake Snell not being on Tampa Bay next year because he's pissed off? Forget about it. Talk about that next baby for that beat for the Wednesday. Morning.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Beats on a um, Wednesday morning. Yours truly sitting in. All right, let's update our poll question. <clears throat> we'll start with uh, yesterday's results, which was who should the Dallas Cowgirls trade for quarterback-wise? Miami's Ryan Fitzpatrick, in a dominating fashion, uh, won the vote with uh, nearly 500 votes, which, again, isn't bad for 5 o'clock in the morning. Uh, 73%. The other got 6%. Chargers' Tyrod Taylor, uh, 13%. And the Jets' Joe Flacco, 7%. So uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick in a uh, landslide. That's as lopsided as a poll as we've had. All right, today's poll question. Uh, poke a little fun at uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Devil Dogs. Who most deserves a Dodgers World Series share slash ring? Uh, how about the, the Red Sox for trading bets to L.A.? You got the Tampa Bay skipper Kevin Cash for obvious reasons. We got the Atlanta Braves for blowing a 3-1 National League Championship Series lead. And then you got the proverbial other uh, posted it a little while ago. So far, Atlanta and Tampa Bay, uh, Cash and the Braves leading the way at 38.5%. And then the Red Sox trading bets at 23%. Although, as I pointed out, and, and others, uh, so far no one voted other. Um, but it's early on. Uh, but the Red Sox really didn't have much choice in the matter. I mean, I suppose they could have used him for this season, but I think the the Rock, Red Sox realized the writing on the wall. This was not going to be a good year, short year and everything else. And then they said, what's the point? We're not going to get anything for him. So let's trade him because they offered him $300 million. You know, the mopes on Twitter who said, oh, you know, the Red Sox are dopes for trading Mookie Betts. I mean, they didn't just trade him out of the blue. They traded him because he told them they were he was not resigning with them. It's as simple as that. You offer the guy three hundred million dollars, and he says no. Uh, that that means he's going to go on the open market. And he's going to be the highest bidder, and and they knew they weren't going to be the highest bidder because these agents know everything. So I'm sure they knew the Dodgers were willing to go as high as necessary. So, uh, but those are your three. Get the opposite picks, Twitter feed, and get your vote in. We'll update that a couple times uh, next hour. All right, one hour to books, one to go. Bagels and bad beats on a Wednesday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.